You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 19. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, where we talk about all things business, marketing, branding, all with a little Western flair. I'm Sarah, a wedding photographer and educator for fellow rural and ranchy business owners. Now, if you're listening to this in real time when this first airs, then you probably already know that last week there were no new episodes. I've honestly been in just a little bit of a funk lately and have had so much going on with planning my wedding, working with my clients, and kind of just day-to-day life, and honestly just fell a little bit behind, and instead of putting pressure on myself to stay up all night and record episodes, I decided to just give myself some grace and pick it back up this week. So consider this your reminder that if you can't do it all, which we're all human beings, like it's literally impossible, give yourself grace in times of overwhelm and just know that you can always pick right back up where you left off once you've had a moment of rest. Now with that, it kind of leads me into the topic for today's show. Today, we are going to be discussing success habits. Pretty much, success habits are just what they sound like. These are habits that many people have adopted in their life that are, let's say, successful people. Now, everyone's definition of what success really is is different, and I get that. Um, But these are very common habits that you will hear a lot of people that are kind of top of the industry, of whatever your industry really is, I think these are all pretty standard things and they will just help you up level your life, your business, whatever that might look like, your day-to-day at your corporate job, um, pretty much anything. These are some habits that are going to help kind of change your life and up level your life and give you more time in the day and, and allow you to be more productive because at the end of the day, like, We only have 24 hours in a day, right? And we all wish we could have more to do the things that we want to do. And it's so hard to go out and chase our dreams when it's like we have kids, we have family, we have a nine to five job. Like, how are we supposed to come home and work on something else? I get it. Trust me, sis. I got you. But at the end of the day, something I heard the other day too was that there's 24 hours in a day and something that isn't isn't different for anyone else, the bajillionaire you look up to or whatever that person is that you look up to and want to strive to be like, they have 24 hours in a day as well. Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. So if she can do it, you can do it, you guys. Trust me. I used to think that so much of these kinds of things like habits, mindsets, blah, 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 all that stuff. I used to think it was kind of fluffy talk like okay yeah that's great but I want the magical how do I make a million dollars tomorrow type of formula and unfortunately it took me a while to realize that that just does not exist and these habits and these mindset shifts are honestly so important and I heard and it took me a long time to hear it again and again from people that I look up to like Dean Graziosi or Tony Robbins or Jenna Kutcher, Jordan Lee Dooley, Marie Forleo, like all these people that are just like top industry, I strive to be like them one day type of people would tell me that like some don't do every single thing, but um, you know, there's so there's so many basic things that you can do to change your life and to up level your life and to be a happier overall person, even if you're not a business owner. So I and I've honestly seen this personally for myself since adopting these habits and, you know, 
trying them for myself. They, I've seen major changes in my productivity, my overall happiness, and my honestly just my health. And I think this episode is really just, it's going to be awesome and it's going to bless your life. So without any more waiting, uh, let's just jump on in. Hey, I wanted to interrupt the show for just a second to give you a little pop quiz, but don't worry, it's just one question. All right, how many of your followers are actually seeing your posts? I'll wait. Okay, ready for the answer? Only about 6% of your followers are actually seeing the content that you are working so hard to create. Instagram is such a fun platform to share our brand, but it shouldn't be the only place that we are showing up for our people. Now, I'm going to say something truly wild. Have you ever considered getting an email list? Now, before you scream and kick your feet at me, listen to this. Email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media because you can pop right into your people's inboxes, get your message across without having to hope and pray that the algorithm won't do you dirty. And for the very best part, these emails don't even have to be boring or ugly. Well, at least as long as you are using my absolute favorite email marketing platform, Flowdesk. Flowdesk is changing the freaking game for email marketing. And not only do they make the tech super easy to understand, but it also keeps you on brand so you can show up for your people in cute emails that feel just like you. You don't even have to have a website to start an email list, which is thebomb.com, because Flowdesk has standalone web pages for people to join your list. It's easy to use, and it's pretty. What more could we possibly ask for, right? You can lock yourself in for 50% off Flowdesk for life. Yeah, that's right. I said for life. Enjoy unrestricted features for just $19 per month forever. Plus, there's a free trial too. If you're ready to get hooked on Flowdesk, then head to sarahelrod.com slash Flowdesk to claim your discount. That's sarahelrod.com slash F-L-O-D-E-S-K to start sending happy mail today. Okay, so one of the first things we're going to talk about, you already probably know is coming if you've been around here for a while, because I talk about this on Instagram. I've talked about this on the podcast before and probably other places. But what I want to talk about is creating routines and consistency and how crucial they are for building a successful business or just life in general. And sure, there are exceptions to every single rule, but think about it. Consistency kind of seems like a no-brainer. If you want something bad enough, you have to work for it daily or at least on a very regular basis. There's really no quick path to anything in the world. We have to build towards it. So from a business perspective, if you want to build up something like a social media account, let's say, you are going to need to post every single day. You're going to be needing to create new content on the regular. You, you know, should be sending things like emails to your list weekly. You should be blogging or making videos or whatever it is that you do. Because if you don't, how are people going to be able to find you? And how are you going to stay in the front of their minds? Now, even if you work in like corporate America at a nine to five job, uh, you still need to be implementing consistency to meet deadlines or get promotions or anything else really. And in your regular day-to-day life, let's say you're a stay-at-home mom or you work from home or whatever that might be, you still have to have systems and routines in place to maintain a 
level of consistency with things like your kids, your marriage, um, paying your bills, whatever that might look like for your life, even if you're the type of person that's more of a go with the flow kind of person, I'll just roll with the punches as they come at me, that's totally fine. But even for those kinds of people, there still has to be some sort of sense of routine or consistency in your life in order to keep pressing forward and in order to achieve your goals. Now, the idea here really is to just find ways that you can set yourself up each day to be your most productive self. And it's cool if some days you just simply can't do that. I mean, right, life happens. But the other 99% of the time, I promise that if you have a plan for each day, you wake up, you know exactly what you're going to do that day, in what order, how you're going to get there, you're going to feel like a rock star when you lay your head down at night. If you're a wedding photographer, you know, you have to have systems in place that you're going to take your client on from you know, point A to point B, what kind of journey are they going to go on? If you are a horse trainer, it's kind of the same thing. There's usually a system with um, training horses, with how you're going to teach a horse something, what are the steps that it's going to take to get them there. Um, If you're a boutique owner, there are systems for how people are going to buy your clothes, whether that's in person or online, how they're going to go through that flow and how you are going to manage that business. There's, There's systems that need to be in place and consistency in in order to build and grow and to stay on top of everything. Now, I kind of want to jump back to like service-based industries as I just have like an extra thought. Consistency is also important in order to kind of have a credibility about yourself because let's say you have a client in whatever industry that you're in, And you have like this whole workflow that you take them through, right? And whatever that might look like, you know, maybe that's sending them a gift when when they book with you, or maybe that is sending them a certain email at a certain point in their journey, or I mean, literally anything. There's steps, let's say, to your workflow that you treat them and you go above and beyond for them and, and you just like serve them this amazing experience. And now they go and tell all their friends about you and they're like, oh my gosh, she was so amazing. Like you you have to work with her. You have to do this. And then all of a sudden, like all these friends start booking with you. And let's say you're not, maybe you're not as excited to work with this person or, you know, you just have stuff going on in your own life and you kind of drop the ball and don't give them the same experience. You're not consistent with that experience. And you gave one person one type of experience and another person another. That inconsistency could really hurt you. And I've been there. I've done it before. And I, I know it has happened and it's not a good feeling. And you just, you don't want to be known as that person where people can't trust you because consistency builds trust amongst your clients. So for my full thought process on this idea, because really there's so much I could say, but that really takes its own full episode, which I already did. So if you want more on this topic of how to kind of have a more productive day and more structure to your day, then go check out episode number 11, where I really, really break this down and discuss this topic. Okay, so the next one is to learn from those who are at a higher level than you. So if you know where you want to go and you know of someone else who is doing it or you think you could find them uh, or find someone else or whoever it is, whether that be online or in person, find them figure someone out and just learn from them. Absorb all that you possibly can from them. And I'm not just talking about 
the people who are like a few steps ahead of you, although I do think that's beneficial as well. I am more so talking about the people who are like who you would consider top tier, where you want to be and do anything you possibly can to get in their corner. Now, this could just be following them very intentionally online Um, like being intentional about it, meaning watching their content, specifically searching for ways that you can see how they do what they do, look to see what times they're posting, what content they post, and, you know, without copying, obviously get inspired and in a sense, like mimic their decisions. But another thing would be to, if you could reach out to these people and interact with them face to face or get some type of in-person situation or virtual situation where it's more one-on-one, like that is going to be so beneficial. But I do know that's obviously really hard the bigger you get. But I think learning from all levels, whether it is top tier or people that are just kind of somewhere in the middle between you and what you're ta- what you would consider your top tier. I think it's all important um, and we really should be observing all these people and learning from all these people. The issue is when you start to look up to people that are almost like too close to where you are or if not even necessarily look up to, but when you start to compare yourself to somebody who is on your same level or like really close to your same level, then you kind of start to run into like jealousy issues. You're kind of in this like weird competition. But I believe that when you look to somebody who is so far like out of your league type of thing, it's more inspiring versus you. It's harder, I think, to get inspired by people that are too close to where you are. And as much as we all don't want to have that little green monster come out, I think if we don't see, if we see somebody's trajectory going faster or higher than ours is in a certain moment, it's really easy to not feel um, or to feel like those kind of little weird feelings that we get. And it's totally normal. We're all human beings. But I think focusing on someone who is top top tier ahead shooting for the stars like that is going to inspire you and they are going to give you you could probably learn so much from them even without talking to them directly just by watching their habits and what they do specifically in their own businesses you can learn a whole lot just by observing what people are doing and the best part to this is everyone has this person. Everyone has a top tier. Everyone, even the people, even the person you're thinking of right now who you're like, oh, they are it. I want to be like them. That person has someone else who they think, oh, I want to be that. That's what I want. Those are the things I look up to. So you're never going to hit a moment in your life, just kind of telling you this now, you're never going to hit a moment where you think, oh yeah, I've made it. I did it. This is what I want. But when you really look, because you're always going to want more. I mean, I used to think in high school, I want to be a business owner. I want to work for myself. I want to be full time working for myself. And now that I'm doing that, I'm I'm literally working for myself full time. Um, there's, you know, this next level that I want now. And there's, there's always going to be that next level. You're never going to hit a spot where you say, yeah, okay, this is it. I don't want anything more. Um, and that's just, again, kind of being a human being. Um, But when you really look, again, far into where you want to go, it causes you to dream a little bit and have something to really chase after to make plans, set goals, and work your way there, even if they change along the way. 
Another thing that I know you've heard me say before is finding your why and sticking to that and using your why to really drive every aspect of your life, your business, whatever that looks like. Um, Why are you doing this? What drives you? Episode number 14 with my friend Jackie Shipman is a mega deep dive into finding your why, so make sure to go listen to that one too. But finding your why is actually kind of a deep concept and probably more deep than a lot of people are actually expecting. On the surface, I feel like being asked your why, you might just think something like, well, I want to make money. I want to be a millionaire. Like, of course, like why? That just feels like a silly question. Um, But the more you really break down the idea of your, like, why you are doing this, your answer is typically going to move from your head and into your heart. And that is where we hit the jackpot. You may want to be a millionaire, but why? Maybe it's, you know, because you were broke as a kid and you watched your parents struggle through life and you don't want your kids to have that same childhood. Maybe, you know, you want to be able to feel in control of your own life in a sense or any sense that you can and you feel like, you know, having some sort of steady income could do that for you. Um, whatever it, Whatever it is in your own life, having a solid why is the foundation to everything we do. And it's what helps us create like mission statements for businesses. And like I said, it's just our daily driver. It's why we wake up in the morning and we feel excited to jump out of bed to get to work on whatever it is that we're doing. Um, So I really think listening to that episode is going to help you truly figure this out. But a quick little strategy that I've learned is basically asking yourself why like seven to 10 times. Um, Or if you have to have somebody else do it for you so that they can break it down with you, then do that too. But maybe write it down, whatever that needs to happen for you. But write, write down the first thing that comes into your head and then read that statement and then break it down more and then break it down even more and break it down even more and figure and just ask yourself why after each statement and that's going to really help you figure out the true true deepest deepest thing that you might be pushing down inside of you it's really going to bring that out and once you have that and once that comes to life and that comes up to the surface it's going to be such a game changer for how you do everything okay so the next success tip is probably one of my favorite Um, ones that we're going to talk about today. It's a little more broad, so I'm actually going to break it down into kind of some subcategories. But overall, it is finding clarity and vision. So obviously, that's a little general. So we're going to break it down. The first one is going to be getting confident. And part of, you know, finding your clarity and, and being super true to that is being confident in what you're doing. Now, like I said, this is one of my favorites because it's probably going to be one of the more challenging ones for a lot of you. Now, if you don't consider yourself to be a very confident person in general or in your business or whatever it is, you will likely hesitate on decisions. You'll question absolutely everything. And really, it's just going to hold you back from any and all success potential. Now, I am speaking to the choir here because your girl has a hard time making decisions. I It is one of those things that I wish I was better at, um, especially being in the midst of planning a wedding right now. There are a lot of decisions to be made, and I struggle with it, and it really makes me want to just shut down because I don't like the pressure of choosing all of these things. Um, so I get you if you feel the same way. Um, But here is my magic formula to kind of fixing your confidence issues. So are you ready? Because it's going to change your life. Um, Make a list of things that make you feel less confident 
and do those less. Bam, life-changing advice. That will be a million dollars. Thank you very much. I know, I know. (laughs) Okay, all jokes aside, that is actually very true advice. Grab a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle if you have to. On one side of the paper, you know, put things that make you feel less confident. What are the things that bring you down? And then on the other side, put the things that make you feel more confident and literally do those, the things that make you feel less confident, do those less. And the things that make you feel more confident, do those more. (laughs) It's really not rocket science, but sometimes the simple things are the things that we tend to overcomplicate. And I, like I said, am just 100% guilty of this. So I should probably listen back to this episode a couple of times myself. Uh, Something that I had to learn the hard way was that I used to tell a lot of people about what I was doing in my business and I used to tell them my dreams and my goals and how I plan to get there and I had I have always been like this huge big crazy dreamer and I always kind of joke because I always thought I was just like the black sheep who had just I was different like I didn't really have any friends that were trying to be business owners or do their own thing and I just always had like all these like crazy big ideas and then I met Tyler and he made all of my big crazy dreams feel really small because he was an even bigger dreamer like he didn't do this I felt this in my own way I was like oh my gosh I thought I had big dreams but holy cow this boy has big dreams so we actually probably work really well together because of that um but we are both just very big big crazy dreamers but it's hard when you have Um, I mean, people in your life or, you know, even people that don't know you personally that are realists or they try to just bring you down because they don't understand where you're going or they, or it's out of love and they want to protect you and they're scared of those big dreams and they don't want to see you fail. And it's all totally understandable, but it's hard to stay motivated when you feel like, you know, not everyone is encouraging you. Uh, maybe the way you want to be encouraged. So, you know, if you're feeling like you're getting questioned a lot or people are trying to reality check you in a sense, I'm not saying don't hear those people out, but if it's really bringing you down and you've really thought long and hard about what it is you're doing or where you're going and you're not just blindly jumping off a cliff and you have, you know, figured out the mistakes and yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a risk, but everything in life does require somewhat of a risk, um, maybe just put your head down and, you know, get to work. And, you know, I've kind of done that in a lot of ways. And honestly, like everything I do in my business, not that Tyler's not supportive, he's the most supportive person ever. But, um, you know, I've kind of just learned in our relationship, like what I do and what he does, they're very different things. Like there's, he kind of gets like the general idea of what's happening in my business, but I don't tell him every single time I'm going to do some small little thing because, I just, it's not necessary for me to get it done regardless. Rather, he knows about, you know, oh, I'm going to go live in my Facebook group next week. Like, (laughs) that really doesn't matter for him to know. So, you know, little things like that. Um, I don't think everyone needs to know everything. Um, If you are confident in what you're doing and you feel like you're making the right decision, then you know, just put your blinders on and and get to work and, and grind away behind closed doors if you have to. Um, and But still at the same time, like try to find a community, whether that's online or in person, that are people that do understand where you're at or they support where you're at because it could be a very lonely journey if you try to just go at it all by yourself. Okay, and the next little kind of subcategory to finding clarity and vision is to get bigger problems. 
And oh, how so many of us need to hear this, myself included. Guys, we live in a world where people really love to complain about just about everything. And I mean, for real. If you are the kind of person to be screaming and yelling at people over tiny things like I don't know, driving or getting super upset and starting a bunch of drama because someone forgot to invite you to a party or they didn't invite you on purpose to a party or some event or, you know, they didn't tell you something you feel like they should have. You need to just chill. Take a chill pill, homegirl. Like, go sit in a bubble bath. Get some, you know, red wine. Like, go chill out. (laughs) And I know it can be so easy to just instantly jump into attack mode. But what if you did not do that? Um, Is that thing that you're getting so pressed about really that big of a deal? Like, can you give them the benefit of the doubt instead? You will never be able to move the needle forward if you are always worried about the small little things. You know, this is some real tough love, but it's not my job to make you feel, you know, just a bunch of fluff and to feed you rainbows and sunshine and to coddle you. You know, my job here is to push you and to motivate you and to give you strategies on how to succeed moving forward. And this is just such a big one. I think we really just sweat a lot of the small stuff. And, you know, I am so guilty of this. And, you know, I am always telling Tyler about all these like little petty things that might you know, upset me. And I mean, he's like the best person to be like, is that really that big of a deal? Like, should you really be this upset about it? And I'm like, huh, like, maybe you're right. Like, this does not, this is not that big of a deal. Um, You know, and not to say that there aren't things that are big deals. Like, obviously, there are things out there that deserve, you know, you can, you are fully validated to get upset and mad over. But maybe just take a look at what, when you're feeling that way, like really weigh out the options and be like, is this something that I want to spend my time and energy on being upset about or is it not worth it? And then the other little subcategory that we're going to talk about, the last little one for this, this section is to start saying no to things. Look where you, you know, want to go and kind of like earlier I said, put your blinders on and just get to work. Um, Something that I I've heavily weighed on so much as like an entrepreneur, but also somebody who is transitioning into like this next phase of life of becoming a wife and, you know, we're going to want to start a family at some point. Um, I, as a young woman, I was always just super career driven. Like I wanted to do good for myself, be financially successful, all these things. And not that I don't want those things now, but definitely like the reason behind them has changed, kind of going back into our why. But also, you know, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else or to someone else. And I learned this a lot when I was doing a lot more weddings than I do now where, you know, I'm, or photo shoots, booking a lot more photo shoots on weekends, and I'd fill up all my weekends. And as a single person, it wasn't like that big of a deal. But, you know, being in a serious relationship, and I'm going to have a husband. And when I do have kids, if I'm taking on 30, 40 weddings a year, that's a lot of weekends where I can't be home with my family. And, you know, and at that point, I was so stressed. The more weddings I would have in a year, the more stressed I would be. 
um, you know, trying to give all these clients a good experience. And I ended up probably falling flat on my face more times than I'd like to admit. And so it's one of those things where you really have to have that balance of like, is it worth it to maybe scale back and, you know, one, give a better experience and and offer more of my attention to my clients, but two, also be able to have time with my family. I did not become an entrepreneur to work more. I became an entrepreneur so I could work less and have more time with my family. That's the whole point. If I wanted to work this many hours, I could have just gone a nine to five job. So, you know, you really have to weigh out your, your, what you're trying to achieve and your priorities and all those things. And yours might not match mine. And that's totally okay. Like maybe Maybe you're in a completely different part of life or you want different things or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. But for me, I know I had to really figure out like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to turn things down. You don't have to keep adding onto your plate. And, um, you know, kind of just to wrap up this overall topic of finding clarity and vision um, and all these little kind of subcategories we just talked about, um, a really good metaphor to think about for all my horse girls out there, um, I like to think about riding horses. Um, And when you're riding a horse, you are supposed to look where you're going. Uh, A lot of people tend to like look down at their necks or their ears, just naturally your your head kind of just wants to look at the horse's head when you're riding. But true etiquette and what you should be doing is looking out in front of you and the horse to see where you're going. And if you are riding in like, let's say an arena or even out in like a pasture or something, but we'll just say an arena and you you know, you're going down and it's like, let's say it's a rectangle or whatever, and you're going down one of the straight parts, but then you see this corner coming up and you know you're going to have to turn left. Um, Instead of just staring at the horse's neck and waiting until you get to the corner to just do a hard turn, you're going to start looking before you even get to the turn. You're already going to be looking to the left to see where you're going and what your next steps are. And your body is naturally going to give off a certain type of body language to the horse to let them know like, hey, we're going to be turning up here in a minute. And and it's going to even naturally just signal the horse that, okay, we need to prepare ourselves to start making this turn. And I think that's a really good metaphor for business. Um, and, or like I said, just in your regular life is to not just be so focused on what's happening right now. I mean, I'm all about living in the present and everything, but also looking ahead, seeing where it is that you're trying to go. Because I believe that when you have clear vision on where you're going, your body, if you want to use the same metaphor, like I said, you're just naturally going to start making choices and making decisions that are going to get you there when you are so focused on like where you're going and what's in front of you. So I love that metaphor. I love kind of creating little illusions to help things make sense. So hopefully that made sense to you because I think it's just like such a good reminder for myself. Another success habit that I think more people need to adopt is learning how to forgive and let go. Have you ever heard of that saying, forgive but don't forget? Yeah, that's honestly a bunch of BS. If you ask me, I seriously hate that saying and the ironic part of that is that I used to honestly live by it. And look, I get it, you know, we've all been hurt, some some of us worse, way worse than others. There are so many examples, you know, in my own life that I can think of, and I'm sure there are so many examples that are coming to your mind right now of times that you've been hurt or betrayed or, you know, lied to or anything like that. 
um, you know, all the way from when I was in school and, you know, there were groups of girls bullying me and they were just so mean to me or when I would get into fights with people I was in relationships with, there's just so many examples and I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't that girl, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't that girl, um, you know, who would get in a fight with one of my boyfriends that I had in the past and then I would you know supposedly forgive them after we got in the fight but then next time around when we would fight again I would bring up all those previous things that they did or the things that I got mad about before and you know that's honestly just pretty toxic and that's not how it should work if you get into a fight with your spouse your friend your parents whoever it is and you forgive them like you say you have forgiven them you tell them that you have accepted it in your heart that you have forgiven them you need to wipe the slate clean otherwise it's not true forgiveness and it's not easy and I admit that and I'm sure there's some of you that are going to be like "Mm, I don't know about that sis but it's something that I work really hard to be better at and I think more people need to work harder at this. And it applies to anyone in just about any type of situation. And just to be clear, I'm also not saying that I think you need to call up your childhood enemy or your ex-husband or wife or, you know, whatever and confess forgiveness, but you can just forgive them in your heart. And I promise you, promise you, the weight that will be lifted off your back is going to be tremendous. And this also doesn't mean, like, if you forgive these people who have hurt you, it doesn't mean you have to go be their best friend again. You know, that's not what forgiveness necessarily means either. You don't have to forgive them and now hang out with them every single day, but you can just forgive them so you're not holding on to those bitter, you know, feelings, those bitter, angry, heartbreak feelings. And, you know, anything is... I think holding on to those types of feelings is probably one of the main reasons why people aren't going to go very far in life is because when you hold on to so much negativity, you're not able to take in any more beauty around you and you're not going to be able to live, you know, a successful or happy life if you're constantly swamped with just negative thoughts all the time. A life-changing thing for me has been able, you know, has been when I am able to look at the world as if I truly believe that every person overall is good and most people are just trying to do the best with what they have. Luke Bryan has that song that's like, I believe most people are good and I truly do believe that. Obviously, there's bad people in the world. Obviously, there's bad eggs. People are going to do mean things. Even good people are going to do bad things. You know, it's a broken world, but Even when we all mess up, we all make mistakes, at the end of the day, we're all just human beings and we're all trying to do the best that we can. You know, we're all God's creations. So have some grace for yourself and for others and really try to practice forgiving and forgetting. And finally, just kind of working off that same idea, my last little success habit is, if you even want to call this a habit, I guess, but is to believe that we as human beings, as individuals, we are wrong a lot. Um, You know, we (laughs) like really need to remember that, you know, you make a lot of wrong decisions. I make a lot of wrong decisions. I make bad choices. You make bad choices. We need to own that and we need to work from that. Um, I believe our biggest learning lessons and life lessons all happen from our biggest failures. 
Um, and a, a good example of this is teenagers and parents. Parents always think that they're right because they have life experience, that their teenagers don't. They believe they know what's best for their kid. And, you know, these teenagers just think that their parents don't understand them. They're not, you know, they don't know how it is these days. They don't know what school's like. I mean, I, I'm almost 25 now, but, um, I mean, I feel like I was 18 just yesterday. I remember what it was like to be a teenager. And there's a lot of things that I look back on that, you know, I got in arguments about with my parents or, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I was stupid. I was young and dumb. I mean, how many of us can like, don't say that though. Um, but at the same time, I also remember what it was like to feel like, okay, I understand like you're the adult and you have life experience that I don't have. But I do think parents need to understand that they don't know exactly. They Yes, they were teenagers once too, but it is a whole different ball game. Um, every generation, you know, it's a whole new world that they're not going to experience and they don't know exactly what their kid is going through. They don't, they can't feel what they're feeling. So I think there's truth to both sides of that. And I think once we can accept that, like, maybe we're not always right, or maybe like a, both of our feelings are validated on both ends of that, that's where I, can, I believe we could all find some true common ground um, in order to, you know, push forward. So that's kind of more of a life lesson, I guess, if you will, but I could totally see this being applied to business and there's nothing wrong with being wrong. You know, there are so many things in business that I have done wrong that I'm like, oh, I should not have done that this way. I wish I would have done like something different from the star or I would have done this. You know, there's a lot of things and some of them are smaller things that don't really matter, but some of them are bigger things. And, you know, it, it just, it is what it is. We live and we learn and we move on. And I think, at the end of the day, like, like I said earlier, we need to just remember we're human beings. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes and that is okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it really encourages you to try out some new practices in your life, create new habits and a new mindset that's going to propel you into more success and a happier life. Make sure to join the Facebook group to be part of further conversations regarding this topic and to get all the insights on the show. Follow us on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to hear yours read on the show. Today's review comes from Marissa and she says, this girl is so knowledgeable, seriously so knowledgeable when it comes to creating your business and doing what it takes for it to really take off. I've learned so much from her already in this podcast and can't wait to see what else she puts out. She is super relatable and easy to listen to for literally hours. If you're thinking of starting up a business or have one, and are trying to increase customers or clients, I would highly recommend listening to Sarah, what Sarah has to say. So many useful tips, utilize them. Also, I just simply find her inspiring. After listening to her podcast, I immediately feel ready to take on whatever it takes to grow my business. Thank you, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Marissa. It is seriously, oh, it makes me want to just like cry listening to these or reading these. Um, so yeah, I love these reviews. Please keep them coming, you guys. Um, I'm loving reading these. So yeah, um, I love you guys so much and I will see you in the next one.